I feel a lot more confident bringing my own design processes to the table. So I'll of course ask how things work here because you don't, like I said, want to come in and start like throwing your weight around and being like, no, this is the best way to do it. You want to give them the benefit that they've been you know, doing things in a way that works for them, but also accept that you might have some good ideas of things that could really improve their process. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke. In today's episode, we are carrying on from our sporadic little mini-series that we've been doing lately about getting a new job. Uh, Previously, we've done some episodes on finding a new job, applying and interviewing, and today we're going to talk about starting a new job. So the exciting part when you've nailed the job interview, you've been given the offer, and now you're showing up for your first day. How do you fit in? What is that like? There's so much new things to learn and people to meet. How can you be successful in starting a new job as a designer? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Hopefully my recent experience with my new job change Mm -hmm. can uh, be handy today. And same with you, Charlie, because you also changed jobs in the last year. Or has it been a year already? Maybe. Not quite. Not quite. So yeah, I guess I can still remember. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you can still remember. Uh, But before we jump into the topic for today, let's do a quick catch up. Quick reminder to everybody about the community launching soon. How are you going, Charlie? Are you looking forward to the launch of our community I'm definitely looking forward to it but I also feel like there is a lot to do along with everything else going on in life you know sometimes I wonder why we do this to ourselves femme why do we give ourselves so many projects because we are too ambitious for our own (laughs) we are but it's just so much fun when they all start coming together you know so it ends up being worth it right now I've been filming videos my first I'm being sponsored by Squarespace for some videos which is super exciting oh The first one goes out this weekend and I wanted to do something like a bit special with it. So I've been doing some stop motion animation for some of the pieces. Um, So yeah, Yeah, that's fun. That sounds really time consuming. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know. I guess it's not, it's not hardcore stop motion animation, but it's still a little bit more interesting than just listening to someone talk about a product. You know, I just wanted to make it a bit special, put some extra effort in. So that's what I've been doing. How about you? How's, how's things going? Yeah, things are going well. Work is busy. And I feel like, so I've been there for three months now at my new job. And I feel like now I'm finally getting into the rhythm and routine of things. You know, it takes a little while. So I'm feeling really good about work. It's been busy. I'm feeling like I found my place there, which is really nice. That's great. And I am using my bullet journal again. I can't remember if I mentioned good. that last week, but <laughs> I have started using it again. Uh, today, as we're recording this, is the 1st of November. It's a new month. So I feel like, yeah, a fresh start is really, really good for me. So I have set up my month of November in my bullet journal and I've started tracking my tasks, which is really good. So I'm feeling organized. I'm feeling like I've got a good balance going on right now between my day job and my side projects. You know, things are kind of fitting nicely or molding nicely into place now, which is which is really nice. It feels good. That's great, especially because, you know, we've had those past few episodes where we've talked about both feeling a little overwhelmed yeah. with things. So that's that's awesome to hear. I think my bullet journal saved me a little bit. Like your advice was really good. Like just write down one task and I did. And yeah, now I'm back in the habit of doing it. Awesome. Which is great. So thank you. You were right as always. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about always. 
So let's talk about this starting a new job thing. It's interesting that you say it's taken about three months for you to really feel like you've found your place there. I, I kind of feel that too, that it takes that long to really feel comfortable somewhere new and like you belong there, unfortunately. I guess if you're a super duper confident person, it might take less. But for me, that, that sounds about right. In most jobs I've had, it, it takes me that long to really find my feet and get confident there. Yeah, I think whenever I start something new, I kind of have the hope or like the expectation that I'll just, you know, slide in nicely mm. and and things will like be great from day one. But that's not always necessarily true. You know, there's always a little bit of hiccups, like you have to learn where things are, who's this person doing that, and also learn a little bit the rhythm and routine of your team. You know, like when when do we have team meetings? What time do people come and go from the office? Like what? how does the sort of day-to-day work? And you don't really get a sense of that until you actually show up for your first day. You can kind of get a get a hint of it in, in your interviews and when you're asking questions and maybe you go in for an on-site and you sort of get a glimpse at how things work and how people operate. But you don't really know for sure until you kind of show up. So it's always a bit of a surprise, I think, starting a new job. You come for your first day, your first week, and I don't know, I just learned so much in my first week. I think also for me starting at a big company like Uber, mm. um, there was a lot to learn like process-wise. Uh, so I didn't really get stuck into like my work until about week two because the first week was a lot of onboarding and a lot of meeting this person and going to this session to learn about this thing that we do at the company and so on. So yeah, it took a little while to kind of like get in the groove in the swing of things. It wasn't like show up on day one and you know, you know how everything works. It definitely doesn't work that way. What was your biggest fear or like, not fear, because you don't have to be afraid of your first day, but <laughs> I don't know about you, but on the first day I'm starting a new job or anything new really, I have like those butterflies in my stomach and I don't know, what is the thing that concerns or worries you most about your first day? What is the thing that's like on your mind, keeping you up at night, Mm. like worrying about? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a particular thing, but I do remember just feeling a little bit lost in my first Mm -hmm. week and not necessarily orientation wise of where am I but like who is this person where do I go if I need to get uh, batteries for my computer mouse for example like little small mundane tasks or things like that where you kind of have to ask someone to learn the answer like do you know where this is or what or what is this meeting that we have in our calendar that recurs once a month Uh, those little things that I didn't know, rightfully so. I mean, you walk in somewhere new and you don't really know those things. Yeah. Um, I was just a little bit afraid to to ask, to to bother people next to me, like every 10 minutes asking, what's this? What's this? How, how does this work? Uh, I think that's more what I was kind of wary of, of just not wanting to bother everyone all the time, trying to learn or orient, orientate myself. Yeah, that's. I think that's a common common one is not wanting to you know, bother other people. We had Mike reply when we asked on Twitter what people's main concerns were when starting a new job. And Mike said the biggest thing for me was to get over the fear of asking too many questions. And this is true. Like, you don't want to feel like you're bothering people. But at the same time, if you're sitting there feeling lost, it's going to take you longer to get up to speed and longer for you to be a super useful, like, essential team member. So... I'm sure that all your teammates would prefer you just ask the question. Oh, yeah. And and especially when it comes to 
actual like design as well and working on projects when you're new. Uh, another thing that I just remembered or that just came to mind is uh, we use a lot of acronyms. Is that what they're called at, at Uber? Yes. Oh, yes. And <laughs> I just had no idea what any of them were. Some of them I still don't. Sometimes I hear a new one and I'm like, I wonder what that is. Uh, so learning those kind of things like terminology and the only way to really learn that is to ask someone just to ask a question and yeah when you're when you're a designer I think asking questions is the most important thing and I remember I was a little shy or a little nervous initially to ask questions because I didn't want to seem dumb or or that I didn't know what was going on uh but I, I've kind of gotten over that now and realized that it's so important to ask questions, especially as a new designer on the team, because you gotta you got to understand, you got to get that background context of what's going on. How do we get to this point? Why are we doing this mm-hmm. project? What's the goal of this project? You know, often you're, you're jumping in probably, you know, halfway through a project or something like that. So you kind of got to get up to speed with what's going on and, and how we got to this this point. And the only way to really get those answers is to ask those questions. And I think that's really important because if you don't ask those questions and you kind of jump in blindly, uh, you're, you're probably not going to do your best work. You know, you're probably not going to perform as well as you could have because you just don't have the background context. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, the main concern going into my first day and I didn't realize that this was the issue until I had my first day at a remote job where I didn't really have the butterflies and I wasn't really all that nervous about it for me I think it's some sort of like social anxiety of going into an office with being surrounded by new people and like what will they think of me will they like me for some reason I wasn't as concerned about that via slack you know and getting to know people online whereas I definitely was when it comes to you know people in an office so that's interesting and I don't know if you feel any of that too I feel like you're a much more socially confident person than me Femme so perhaps that's not the case yeah I mean it's always scary though right like when you're meeting new people and and when you're joining a team you know these are people that you're going to be spending most of your day with Probably, yeah, probably, like more than your partner. Exactly. Like you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. And so I kind of just see that as like, well, I, I better make make an effort, you know, like let's get to know these people. And so I I think you're right. Uh, I am generally, you know, confident and and friendly, I suppose, and not as shy or I'm not as introverted as you are. So I don't struggle Mm. with it as much as I imagine you do. But it is still scary because especially in a work setting where I remember when I joined, I had like little 30 minute one on ones with everyone on my team just to get to know each other. Uh, But it's still hard for me. Like, you know, you can talk about work and ask questions about the company and things like that. Like that's all kind of easy territory. But how do you really get to know someone? Uh, How do you how do you learn what what they do in their spare time or, you know, what's what's your favorite food place in town? Like those kind of things that you learn about people over time. And that's sort of how you get close to people. Is, is kind of hard. Like you can't just jump the gun and expect on day one everyone's going to be your BFF because it doesn't really work that way. It takes some time. So I guess that's more like and now that I've been there for three months, I feel like I'm I'm getting to that point with with my teammates. Like I'm getting to know them more in a work in a in a more personal way, you know. And that just takes time. I don't think you can rush that. But I do think that having 
a good relationship with your team members is really important. So hence why I try and put in a little bit more effort to sort of get to know everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. What really helped me when joining ConvertKit was, again, I had like 30 minute one-on-ones with a lot of the team as well in my first few weeks. I tried to make a point to have a call with everyone before our first team retreat, which happened about a month after I started. Mm -hmm. I don't think I quite got to everyone, but I got through most people. So that was pretty good. But on those calls, a lot of my team members would ask me really great questions. Like it wasn't just all about the work. It was things like, you know, what drives you? Like what inspires you most? Um, you know, what are you, what are you afraid of? And we really got to know each other on that deep level, like right from the start. And now as someone who's been there longer, I am having calls with new people and asking them those questions because I think it's just a really great way to get to know someone and, it might be weird for you to be the one to ask those questions Like you might not feel comfortable doing that because I mean I don't know you meet a new person and the first thing you ask them is like so what is your biggest hope and dream for the world you know <laughs> they're gonna be like whoa this person's intense yeah but I that's just the kind of company we are at ConvertKit yeah. you know we do get deep and we ask those questions and so it having my team members ask me that kind of told me this is what we do here. It's okay to talk about these things. And like, you know, we want to get to know you on this level as well as just the work. And so now I kind of like repay that favor, I guess, and, and try and do that with, with new people joining. Yeah, that's nice. I was reading an article yesterday by Anton Sten and the title of the article is, what do you do? And he told this story about how he was on an, on a flight, on an airplane, sitting next to an Australian photographer and they'd they'd, you know been making small talk and then at some point the well okay so Anton was like okay at any point they're going to ask me what do you do like he was preparing himself to answer that question because it's you know a a common question that comes up when you're meeting someone or making small talk and to Anton's surprise the photographer asked so what are you passionate about and I find that really really interesting because I think that's such a deeper question and I mean I wouldn't necessarily go up to someone I've just met and be like hey what are you passionate about like it seems a little bit intense as like a first question first greeting yeah, yeah. or like <laughs> an opening the floor kind of question but I'm I think I'm gonna try and use that phrase a bit more like once you've sort of warmed up with someone you've been chatting for a little bit and now you want to get to the more personal level instead of just asking like what do you do outside of work or something like that or what do you do at work maybe a better phrasing of the question is something like, what are you passionate about? Which isn't as intense to me as asking, what are your hopes and dreams? But it's still (laughs) kind of on that same level of asking them to sort of think bigger or think a bit deeper. And I think that's when you can really get to know someone. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's a great question. I'm going to add that into my repertoire. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, all of your jobs, I think, if I'm correct, since since graduating have been design jobs. So I guess yep. you've had a bit of practice with starting a new job as a new designer three mm-hmm. three times or so, if I if I am thinking Maybe correctly. four. Maybe four, three or four times. Yeah, I think four. So what like can you share anything of what that's been like for you? Because for me, I've only had to do this once or twice, but you've had to do this a couple of times. Do you feel like over time as you know, each time you get a new job, do you do anything differently to prepare for the role? Do you feel like you are wiser and know the better questions to ask or the better things to do to, to fit in or to learn about what's going on? Like, has that changed and have you learned over time how to, like, I guess, set yourself up to start the new job really well? 
I think I've definitely learned better what questions to ask. Um, and also I've learned that I need to be bringing a lot more to the table myself as well. In my first job, I turned up and just expected everyone to tell me what to do, you know, right. tell me, cause it was my first job out of university. I was a junior designer, you know, that's just how it goes. But as my career has gone on and as I've started more and more new jobs, I've felt much more comfortable bringing my own way of doing things to the table right away. Like, obviously I don't start a new job and immediately start changing things, but I also feel much more confident now questioning things, I suppose, and, and doing things my way. So, um, what's an example I can think of? Perhaps at zero, we had a very specific file structure system that we use that I really liked and that I use for all of my personal mm-hmm. stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a video about this actually that I'll link in the show notes if anyone's interested yeah, in that I sort of see. nerdy stuff. I do. <laughs> but yeah, so when I started at my previous role at Edited, I started using that file folder structure straight away. You know, I didn't ask, what do you do now? Like make, making sure I want to fit in with everything. I just kind of figured I'm going to do it this way. If I need to change it, I'll change it. But this is the way that makes most sense to me. So I'm just going to go with this. And I guess asking questions, actually, there's someone tweeted us about, Jeff it was, said one of the his like biggest concerns when he first starts a new job is researching and learning the new customer base and target audience so that he can design properly that the company itself wasn't the concern, that that was the thing to worry about. And I've definitely, I definitely try and think about this too. Like the most important thing is not getting to know what design style these people use and like the exact color palette that they're after. The most important thing to do right away is to learn about the target audience and to learn about what the mission is and like what we're trying to make them think and what, what, what our goals are with the design, getting to know that because especially being in-house, that's super important. It feeds through into absolutely everything you do. So getting to know that early on is great. And how do you get to know that? Do you just ask questions or did the team set up a session to, to teach you and walk you through that? Or what have you kind of done in the past to learn that kind of information? Um, I definitely haven't waited for it to be told to me because a lot of people, especially who aren't designers, don't quite realize how important that is and like how deep of an understanding you need to have of the target audience in order to really design successfully. So I've sought out the people in the company who have the most experience and like are closest to our target audience, I suppose. So I talked with the customer success team a lot at Edited because they had often worked in the fashion industry because that was our target audience was people working in fashion. And so they would tell me how things work there. And, you know, I would ask questions about like, okay, so what does this person do when they start their day? And that's when I learned about things like, oh, well, every week there's this Monday meeting that they have. And that's when, you know, they have to present their data from over the weekend and stuff like that. It's getting to know those things that are second nature for people who know the target audience well, but aren't for you yet because you don't know them yet. So seek out the people who know it best, start reading articles about the industry and really getting to know it. Yeah, I think it's also worth learning or uncovering, finding out what the team has done in the past up until this point like yep not just what what was your last project but what what have you done in the last couple of years what's what's been a real success for the team and what has been a failure like what kind of things have you tried because I think that also helps you give context to 
where the team is now and also how they got there. So I've been trying to learn that as well. I think on my first week, I spent quite a bit of time like digging through folders and finding like old uh, designs or, or presentations to kind of help myself build this context of, okay, how did we get here? You know, trying to understand where on the timeline and where on the spectrum we are right now and where where we're going and also where we've come from. Because I think that helps you give context and helps helps you to align on the mission of the team and, and what you're trying to do. Yeah, that sort of discovery phase, right, is what you're in when you're when you're just getting started. And there might be things that you come across, you know, projects where you're like, oh, I wouldn't have designed it like that, uh-huh. you know. But I think, I don't know, even though you should be confident that they've hired you and they trust your opinion or whatever, but you shouldn't start throwing your weight around too early on, I think, and being like, what is this? It looks terrible. Because yeah, you don't remember the context. Like, yeah. And give those designers the benefit of the doubt. They, they designed it that way for a reason. And so try and understand what that reason was. And it might help you learn something about their process. Like perhaps there was a breakdown in the process and it was like, oh, the CEO wanted it that way. And so that's what we did, you know, which is never a good reason to, to design something. But sometimes that happens. And then you know what you're getting into and that, perhaps the CEO's uh, opinion on things is going to be a blocker for you too sometimes in your designs and, and know to expect that, not be surprised by it. Yeah, setting those expectations I think is important. Yeah, totally. Interestingly, we had a couple of people reply to us saying that their biggest difficulty, this was Eric and I think also Ellie, were, were both had the struggle, that they went from being freelance to working full-time. And so that structure was a lot to get used to compared to that ultra-flexible freelance lifestyle, which is what Eric describes it as. I think I would find this, if I ever left ConvertKit and went back to an office job, I would find that incredibly tough yeah well that's kind of what I did in a way true it is how have you found that (laughs) yeah so for context for those listening that don't know so previously I was working for Atomic for two years remotely from home and then now I've joined Uber so I have a nice office to go to so I've I've also kind of gone through I mean while I wasn't a freelancer I was working remotely from home so I kind of had the benefit of getting the freedom and flexibility that freelancers get. So I kind of relate to this because it definitely was a change. Like I had to totally switch my morning routine. It took me a while to figure out what time to leave home so that I make it to the office on time. Just little things like that that before you didn't really think about completely changed. So I have also, like I can relate to this, I have also had to adjust to this. And even the small like, silly things that probably sound like really weird but even things like having lunch with your co-workers like mm. I did not have that before and so small things like that that you kind of have to adjust to can take a little while and sometimes feel a little bit weird yeah that makes sense and yeah I hope I don't go back to that but <laughs> we'll see <laughs> Obviously, it's working out well for you. So Yeah, well, I have the benefit of cycling to work through the Vondel Park. True. So life could be worse, you know. Yes, very good point. And also, it's Uber that you work for, so that's pretty great too. Yeah, if it's if it's raining, you know, there isn't, there's an op- alternative option to get to work. <laughs> I want to bring in something that Zach said, because this is definitely something that I've felt too when starting a new job. One of the things that he said was like a major concern for him was feeling like I have to prove my worth, like justify my presence on the team. 
he said that it's probably ties in with imposter syndrome that he also feels so what he does is try and ship work that can get like a thumbs up early on because that's really impactful and it I don't know it gives you a boost of confidence and shows people that you're you're doing something the way he said it is that I try and aim for easy wins and ask my lead what work just isn't getting done or what problems just aren't being solved so that any progress I can make is progress more than what was happening so it, it seems like this is getting a win and like getting something completed early on puts you in a really good light with other people and also makes you feel good too that you've shipped something. This is something that I did, I can remember doing this at ConvertKit, one of my questions I was asking early on was like, oh, do we have a color palette all laid out or like where's our like file of logos and things like that? And it was like, oh, we don't actually have like a good solid resource for this yet. So sorry, I can't give that to you. And then I was like, that's all right, I will make one. And so that's what I set about doing. Good initiative. Exactly, yes. That's probably why they hired me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember feeling this way too. It's weird because you've gone through the hard part of doing the job interview and things like that. And then you get the job. But you still feel like, am I good enough for this? Like you still, and you still want to like impress them. Exactly, you still have this doubt, and and especially that impress thing. I think, you know, you're just starting something new. You want to prove to them that they made the right decision, right? Like totally. you want to prove that this is the right thing, that you deserve to be there. Now it's your time to shine, kind of thing. So I I definitely have felt that as well, and I really like Zach's suggestion of like just taking on the small wins like what can you do to you know get get everyone one one inch closer to the needle kind of thing Uh, I think that that's a really good approach when you're starting out and also gives you a bit of a confidence boost because you you can like it's a win right you can see the progress uh that you've made so yeah I feel this still uh I think it's something that I'm probably always going to feel but yeah I like Zach's suggestion I think that's really good advice I think that I would advise too that there's always going to be something that the team doesn't want to do. Like it's the the lowest project on the run that they're like, oh, I've got to do this now. Like for me, it's designing social media images, for example. Like those are the things that if you join us a newbie and you can tackle, it'll put you in a really good light with the team and make you seem like, you know, you're not afraid to get stuck in there and and help the team out and get whatever is needed to done. Yeah, I think taking initiative is is great. Like if you can spot little opportunities or maybe they're big small big whatever I I recommend starting small but if you can find those windows of opportunity and just take the initiative to you know tackle them I think your team will notice it for sure. Ivana said that one of her concerns was hardware needs because it's really interesting to be told you can pick out you know whatever setup you need but you also don't want to break an office record for most expensive apple order (laughs) is how she put it. This is true so you, did you have this when you started at Uber? Were they like, choose whatever computer you want? I had that when I joined Edited and I was like, well, am I allowed to ask them to like upgrade the RAM and things? Or is it more of like a case of, do I just pick whichever one from the website? How did things work for you? So I got given a couple of options. So it wasn't like cool. whatever in the world you want. Uh, and I could choose from the options that were available, which were pretty good. Like I have the 15 inch MacBook Pro with the touch bar. So the most recent one. So it's a pretty decent machine. Weirdly, I remember when I started it edited on my first day, they gave me a trackpad and no mouse. Oh. And I'm quite comfortable with a trackpad. 
but I did think that was a little odd. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> to not everyone is familiar with or comfortable yeah. using that full time. Especially for design. Uh, I think in the end it was just because the mouse hadn't arrived yet because like later on the trackpad disappears and, and a mouse appeared. So I was like, okay, well, good. Now I've, now I've got a mouse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when I started at ConvertKit though, I was just using my own setup. So I could make the most expensive Apple order if I wanted, but my bank account would be the one to cry about it. Monica said something that I can really relate with. She says, knowing who to ask what, what their role is and how design process works in the company is something that she struggles with when starting out. And I've kind of struggled with this a little bit as well. So, I mean, Uber is a really large company. We have people working all over the world. And so finding the person that you need or learning who that person is can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge. So I have experienced that. Uh, and as well as design processes and how things work, I think that just kind of takes time. For me, I've just tried to do a lot of observation and that has really helped me learn how the design process works. And also like actually doing the work and getting stuck in with projects and having my team members kind of mentor me and guide me throughout that has also been really helpful and a good way for me to sort of practically learn hands-on how how we do this like how does the design process work here yeah it's kind of like shadowing almost right yeah, it's really useful yeah. in the first week just to come along with someone as they go through the process so that you can get a feel for how it works I think that that's another thing that as I've you know moved up in my career and had more you know starting new jobs I feel a lot more confident bringing my own design processes to the table mm-hmm so I'll, of course, ask how things work here because you don't, like I said, want to come in and start like throwing your weight around and being like, no, this is the best way to do it. You want to give them the benefit that they've been you know, doing things in a way that works for them. But also, except that you might have some good ideas of things that could really improve their process. So I take a look at it and then maybe suggest some different ways of working if needed. And joining ConvertKit, there was really only it was Dylan doing the design across everything before me with with Nathan jumping in here and there but obviously he had CEO things to do so Dylan and I sort of developed our own design process of like how we were going to work so that was pretty cool to establish that together. Yeah that is nice to get that opportunity where things aren't necessarily molded yet and you can kind of help mold and guide it I think that's that's a really nice opportunity and not something that you get all the time when starting a new job. I think it can be a really scary opportunity, though, when you're new in your career, especially, and don't quite know what the best way to do things is yet. I think, yeah, that that could be quite daunting. Yeah, or when you're the only designer. We had a couple of tweets about that as well. Uh, Augustina said she struggled with being the first UX designer at the office. You know, will I be accepted? Are my skills enough to deliver a great product? I think we had a couple of other tweets that were similar to this of... Like, you know, yeah, being the only one, yeah, being the only one. I, I haven't been in that situation, but I can imagine that that would be really difficult. Like your responsibility is not just to design things, but to convince everybody else why you should design things as well. Like there's a lot, a lot more responsibilities, I think, come into that role than just solely worrying about the design. Yeah. Like you're not only doing the work, but you're also needing to be the advocate for your whole industry, yeah. essentially, yeah. within your company. So no pressure. Yeah. I think in that situation, you it's really up to you. I think being a good communicator helps. So yeah, totally. not only being able to communicate your work to a stakeholder, but 
I guess, to the rest of the company as well, because they're going to need to know what's going on. So communication, I think, is going to be really important there. And also probably a little bit of leadership, you know, like you're probably going to have to take on a little bit of that sort of guidance responsibility and make some of those key decisions at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's quite a pressure pressureful that's not a word but you know like pressure filled pressure filled role or place to be like there's a lot of pressure I think if you're in that situation uh but yeah stay confident like you can do it yeah and take it as an opportunity even if you are new to to what you're doing because the whole internet is there to learn from about design processes yep. and things like that so you can pick whatever you like and just start trying it out if you're the only one so now that you're through this you know starting a new job time fem quite recently what is a piece of advice like that we can end on that you would give to people who are starting something new tomorrow perhaps what's something that maybe you wish you'd done differently or something that worked out really well for you hmm I'm not sure I know what I would have done differently yet because I'm still learning the outcome of my actions that I've been taking in these first few months but I would recommend to ask questions I think asking the benefit of asking questions, even though you may feel like it's making you look dumb, but it's not, by the way, uh, way outweighs like just sort of sitting in the sidelines in silence or trying to pick up things or, you know, trying to adapt something in your own interpretation because you're not quite sure what it meant, but you're too shy to ask. So you're just going to do it this way because you think that's the right way. Uh, That would be my advice to just ask questions, like ask why, learn how the team got to where they are now, learn where they're going. You know, I think it's really important to know kind of your your purpose there and, and what you're all trying to achieve together. So that would be my advice is to just ask questions, ask why, learn about the past and the future. Lovely. (laughs) What about you? Do you have any last bits of advice? Mm, I would say to find your confidence as early as possible, perhaps, because I probably sit for too long just like watching things happen before I speak up and, you know, be like, well, actually, I think it'd be better if we do it this way, because I'm always thinking like I've been saying throughout this whole episode that, you know, like these people have been here longer and Mm. that it's always okay to suggest something like you never don't just go and start changing everything yourself, but it's fine to question things because sometimes there's things that you've been looking at for a while when you're working somewhere and it's just normal to you now, right? You've just accepted it. Someone new comes along and sees it and is like, wait a second, like, I feel like this text is hardly readable on this website that we've made. Like, why do we make it this shade of gray? And you're like, you know what? I never thought to question that. It just like was a thing that happened and we went along with it. So yeah, let's change it. Sometimes that can happen too. So don't be afraid to, to question things. I also want to recommend two really good articles on Medium. Uh, one of them is by Jason Cash Dollar, pretty badass last name. <laughs> uh, he's a product designer at Facebook and he wrote an article titled Questions to Ask as a New Designer on the Team. 
So that's a really good one to read. And the other one I want to recommend is by Julie Zhu, who is VP at Facebook. I didn't. I only just clicked now that both of these are from Facebook designers. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. But uh, hers is titled Starting Well, and it's a really good piece on how to start a new job well and sort of get off on the right foot. So I'll make sure to link both of those in the show notes, and I really recommend reading them if you're you know, starting something new or thinking about starting something new. Sounds great. So I think we have a few things you want to read out, uh, recommendations about our community, which has been really exciting to get these through from people and hear what they've been finding really useful about it, because obviously you and I get our own uses from it, but it seems kind of biased if, if we talk about it ourselves. <laughs> so it's great to hear what other people are finding finding useful about being a part of the community. Yes. So the community is launching next week on Monday the 13th of November. And here is one testimonial from Jaden, who is currently a member of our beta community period that we've had for the last couple of months. And this is what Jaden says. The Design Life community has become such a valuable tool for my creative workflow. I found so many amazing resources through the community that I probably would never have found otherwise. The expert and instant advice from other members can really help in those tough situations as there's always someone else who has been in a similar situation. That is true. I have found this myself from using the community. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that, that we have people from all different backgrounds and sort of at all different levels of expertise and skill sets that you know, if, if you're struggling with something, chances are there's going to be someone in there who's dealt with that in the past. So there, it's, it's good to be able to have access to those people who can give you actual, you know, real world advice from their own experience. Definitely. We have another one from Jasmine. Jasmine says, as someone who works remotely, I found the Design Life community to be a great way to connect with folks interested in pursuing cool side projects. While I'm not a full-time designer, I found the ideas and advice provided here to be a great resource. People here are so welcoming and happy to provide support and advice. I'm never afraid to ask questions or give thoughts. So there we go. Just like we were talking yeah. about starting a new job. Don't be afraid of asking questions in the community. Exactly. Yeah, it really is a nice and friendly place. Like everyone in there is so nice and supportive. It's super cool to see people celebrate each other's achievements. You know, we've had a few people in the community who have gotten a new job or landed a really big freelance project. And, you know, we're all there to celebrate and congratulate each other. So that's really nice as well to have that kind of moral support. Yeah, totally. So if this sounds interesting to you, if it sounds like something you want to be a part of, head to designlife.fm slash community and that will be where you can sign up on Monday the 13th of November. I'm so excited for the 13th. I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait to have new people in there to chat to and just see where this thing takes us. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to the 13th and making this community live. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to get new people in there and new people to talk to and just see where this thing takes us. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.